What if I just played like really quietly and then I didn't have to put background music in? Because you would struggle to play and talk at the same time, wouldn't you? Hey guys, today we are going to be talking about, you guessed it, or maybe not, radios. While many don't realize it, radios are actually a vital part of our daily life. Despite this, many people believe uh, the radio is obsolete, and while the internet and television has certainly taken a hard hit on the radio as we know it, something most of us don't realize is just how often we interact with radios and use its frequencies. Actually, I didn't even know how many things we use radio waves for until I did the research on this episode, and John did some research stuff too and figured out stuff that I didn't know. And it's actually really interesting. So, come join us for the Rob's Random Stuff episode about radios. Did pretty, it work? Yeah, it was pretty good. Wait, not we could more. actually use that for the intro and, and not get copyright strike. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> that was actually pretty good, though. It, it added to the whole voiceover thing. I can't, I can't believe I didn't mess up. Same. Okay, John, do you want to do the paragraph number two? Wait, oh. I guess, uh, I don't know. I thought you could start, and then I could do where it says John. Oh, oh, I, I it wasn't bolded, sorry, okay. Wait, let me, let me fix that. <laughs> there you go. Robber. Yes. Okay, guys, so we're going to start with the history of radio, because history happened first. And so that's first. History is very important, kids. Yes. Did you copy this off the Wikipedia page? Mm, I, I copied it and modified it. Oh. Slightly. <laughs> or did very you actually slightly. cite things at the bottom of the doc and link them with hypertext? I thought about it, but then I was too lazy, so no. <laughs> so I was radio. <laughs> radio is the technology of signaling and communicating using radio waves. Wow. Radio waves are electromagnetic waves of a frequency typically found between three, 30 hertz and 300 hertz. Ahem! I meant 30 hertz and 300 gigahertz. Uh, unlike radio, regular radio frequencies, uh, they're ger generated by a... Di oh my god, I can't talk without the music. <laughs> uh, these are generate. Holy cow. These... They are generated by an electronic device called a transmitter, which is connected to an antenna, and it radiates the waves. Essentially, it just it just sends them out in a beacon of radio waves and is received by another antenna, which is connected to a, you guessed it, receiver. So radio is widely used in modern technology like radios. Uh, walkie-talkies, navigation systems, a lot of remote controls and garage door openers, actually, and some radar, and they are actually used in telescopes, too, which we will get to later. In some more simple terms, for those of you who are rock-brained like John, radio yes. works by transmitting and receiving radio waves. It's an electronic current moving back and forth quickly, and it radiates this outwards via the antenna. The receiver picks them up, and translate it to the sounds heard through a radio. That was a lot easier for me to comprehend, to be honest. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're, you're very welcome. Radio waves have been used far before commercial radio became available, in fact. In a presentation in 1864, which was published in 1865 by James Clerk Maxwell, uh, it proposed theories of electromagnetism with mathematical proofs that showed that light and predicted that radio and x-rays were all types of electromagnetic waves propagating through space. So, you heard it here, folks. Radio and light is the same thing. They're all made out of the same photons. The x-rays that you get at the doctor is, is a photon. The light that you see in your eyes is a photon creating a burst of energy that translates to color in your brain. And some people are colorblind because they don't have all of those cones in their eyes. And radios are... Um, what's that thing called? Photon. Radios are photons, all the same. They just operate on different frequencies. So our eyes can only see a certain frequency of light. A radio wave is a really, really, really low frequency of light. And an X-ray is a little bit higher. And then you have things like gamma rays that are really, really high. And that's like that's like physical radiation pain. That's like when you get too close to the sun and you get hit by the UV light and it burns your skin. Sunburn, yes. Indeed. Yeah, sunburn sucks, to be honest. Um, it does. Yeah, radio waves are actually pretty similar to light. Well, kind of. Um, I'm going to get canceled so hard by oh, a scientist. Oh, shoot. I just did your entire paragraph. Well, not please. really. You, <laughs> my, my paragraph's a little different from yours, so. Okay. Good. Sorry, John. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, okay, let me let, let's see. What was I saying? Something about Okay, radiation. we're going to edit all this out, okay? Yes, or leave it in and make people laugh at me. True. Anyways, um, radio waves are kind of similar to light. Um, I'm probably going to get canceled for having no clue what I'm talking about, but radio waves themselves are actually a lot bigger than light waves. So, like, you know, if you turn a light on in a room, how it can't go through the other wall, but, like, if you're listening to to radio, it can transmit from wherever that initial antenna is to whatever your, wherever your radio is. So it has to go through lots of walls. Um, but Indeed. that's because, yeah, it's pretty neat. That's because the atoms of the wall are actually smaller than the size of the radio waves. Hence why the radio waves can easily transmit through the wall. And on the other hand, light is actually a lot smaller, but it's kind of kind of similar concepts, I think. So, so that like when you shine a, a light like into a parchment paper, you can see the light, but you can't see through a wall. It's because yeah, they're like different I, size. I think that's because like the parchment paper is like very, very thin, you know? True. It's like if you like took a big piece of wood, if it was like two inches thick, then obviously you wouldn't be able to see the light. But if you have like a tiny little piece of paper, then you'll be able to see through it, you know? Mm. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Between 1886 and 1888, Heinrich Rudolf Hertz published the results of experiments where he was able to transmit electromagnetic waves or radio waves through the air. And this actually proved Maxwell's electromagnetic theory. It's kind of neat. Indeed. And, and the way they measure these things are named after hertz so you, you'd see the measurements in like 30 hertz or 300 gigahertz which is i thought that was cool and fun fact in in a house it's typically 60 hertz like your your ac electric Ooh. and your your dad is probably gonna have some correction for me oh on my that gosh. my dad is gonna like b bust my behind over that yeah well actually that's the the reason i knew that is because 
when, when I was wiring the bus, I set the power inverter. It was ac accidentally on 50 hertz instead of 60, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong. <laughs> My dad actually told me all about the difference between AC and and uh, DC. Yeah. DC, I think. He, I forgot all of it, though. AC but, you know, is alternating current and DC. Yeah, well, I know that part, but he was he got into like 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 what the freaking electrons were doing in the wire. I like DC more. It's so much easier to wire. Like with AC, you have three different wires. DC. You just Which have one two. would electrocute you worse? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on. Well, actually, I would think. That's a good question. I would think DC, but I don't think it. I don't know. That's a really good question. Hang you on. I'm gonna go get that. my dad. I'll be right back. Okay, I'll be right here. Here's the headphones. Headphones? You have headphones. Talk into the mic. And talk into the microphone? Oh yes. my goodness. Oh, here's the chair. Oh, I even get the chair. Holy crap. <laughs> I feel important now. You're very important. So, alternating current, which is what is in the wall of your house, it's 120 volts. And I'm not going to get into the weeds on it, but. Alternating current varies between positive 120 volts and negative 120 volts. And a hertz is a cycle from it to go from positive to negative. So if you look up a sine wave on Google, you'll see a little wave. That's what alternating current is. So alternating current has hertz. In your wall, it's 60 hertz, which means it goes from positive 120 to negative 120 60 times a second. Oh. DC, direct current, is constant all the time. So it's like a 9-volt battery. It's always 9 volts, no matter what. Thus endeth the lesson. Thank you. That Thank made you a very lot much. Of sense. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I'm back. Welcome back. Interesting, right? So from that, I take that we can make a very, very unscientific conclusion that DC would electrocute you more because it is constant. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, that would make sense, would it not? I think so, but like, but like, what if you get electrocuted when, when the AC is at 120 volts? I guess it, it depends it, on the volts. It doesn't really matter the volts if the amps are high. True. See, like the problem is I'm not an electrician, so. Fair enough. <laughs> okay uh where were we even though the discovery of radio waves was made a lot earlier than the first commercial broadcast the first broadcast wasn't actually transmitted until november 2nd 1920 when the live returns of the harding cox presentation <laughs> is that real <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it is <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> When the live returns of the Harding-Cox presidential election were broadcast by the Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company in Pittsburgh under the call sign KDKA, which was an AM radio station that actually does still exist today under the same call sign and operates at a peak of 50,000 watts. Oh, that is a lot for an AM station. That's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of AM, there are actually a ton of different types of radio. You might know AM radio is used to be geared towards talk show conversations, while FM radio is used for music. 
but there's a lot more less commonly known types. Um, in 2023, the most common used types of radio are FM, AM, and then shortwave, longwave, satellite, ham, my favorite kind, it tastes the best, walkie-talkie, and HD radio. And starting with the type that you're probably, like, that you've heard of, I guess, the most, um, FM radio is the method of radio broadcasting that uses frequency modulation, which is obviously what the FM stands for. Um, invented in 1933, it was invented by a man named Edwin Armstrong. Um, wide band FM is used worldwide to transmit high fidelity sound over broadcast radio. FM broadcasting offers higher fidelity, more accurate... Rep- re- re- <laughs> Great job. <laughs> FM broadcasting... Uh, <laughs> FM oh broadcasting God. offers higher fidelity, more accurate... Re- re- Reproduction. Yes, but... Okay, third time's the charm. <laughs> FM broadcasting offers higher fidelity, more accurate re- reproduction to the original program sound than other broadcasting techniques, such as AM broadcasting. So that's why you hear FM used more for music and higher quality stuff over AM, which is more like talk, talk shows and talking and stuff like that. Um, yeah. FM's also less susceptible to common forms of interference and has a lot less static and popping sounds that you can hear a lot on AM. So that's why FM is used more for broadcasting music and other general audio. Um, and FM radio stations also use a very high frequency range of radio frequencies. Um, this part's honestly kind of confusing, but I'm going to do my very best to summarize it. Um, FM, or frequency modulation, is basically how an FM radio operates. So um, basically, frequency modulation conveys information by varying the frequency of a carrier wave. Um, the older amplitude modulation, or AM, varies the amplitude of the carrier with, it, with its frequency remaining constant. With, F- with FM, frequency deviation from the assigned carrier frequency at any instant is directly proportional to the amplitude of the audio input signal, determining the instantaneous frequency of the transmitted signal. Because transmitted FM signals use significantly, significantly more bandwidth than AM signals, this form of modulation is commonly used with the higher VHF or UHF frequencies used by TV, the FM band, and land mobile radio systems. And fun fact, VHF and UHF is actually used in plane radios as well to communicate with air traffic control. Ooh. Um, yeah, pretty neat. That's cool. But yeah, in much more easily understandable terms that a normal person like me would understand, <laughs> frequency modulation is a type of encoding. So think of like when you're recording something, how you encode the audio, basically how it's processed. Um, it's a type of audio encoding that's used to transmit radio waves across the air. Also, another fun fact because you know how much I love fun facts. Um, yeah, you I probably know what your favorite... Things. Yeah, I do for real. You probably know what your favorite radio station is and how the FM band pretty broadly works. But if you've ever wondered, basically you can tune your FM radio from 88 megahertz to 108 megahertz. So you could have like 88.5, 88.8, whatever, all the way up to 108. But I actually don't think I've ever seen a 108 FM radio station. Yeah, I think mine caps out at like 107. Yeah, I think mine actually caps out at like 107.7, I think. My favorite station is 101.9 Chicago. What is, what kind of music do they play? Well, it's, it's, well, I'd only listen to them in the morning because that's when I'm in my car. But it's like, it's kind of like, like, uh, 
a talk show. Like they'll talk for like five or six minutes and then play a song, and then oh, talk some cool. more. And then and then they'll do like traffic and weather and tell a news story. Yeah, we have one kind of like that here with the traffic. And I actually know the guy that flies around in the helicopter. His name is Ooh. Officer Don. Officer Don. Yes. Shout out to nice. Officer Don from Kentucky. Yes, Officer Don from Lexington, Kentucky. Um, another. Oh, by the way, quick quick yeah. plug. Sorry, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, okay. All that FM and AM modulation stuff. I'll post pictures on our Twitter page at stuff underscore Rob because it makes so much more sense when you just see, like, when you can see the wave. Yeah, It'll click it in does. your brain. Okay, um, speaking of FM and FM transmitters, um, the cool thing about FM transmitters is they're actually pretty simple to use. So I actually use one for, I have a Christmas light show. I'm sure Robbie knows about that. Oh, yes. But, yes. And to synchronize the Christmas music with the lights, I use an FM transmitter. Very, very legally use an FM transmitter. <laughs> it's definitely certified by the FCC. But basically... Um, it has an encoder inside that you just plug in an aux cord into, and I can broadcast genuinely from 88 to 108. And That's obviously, cool. yeah, I don't go that like that high because nobody's radio can actually go that high. But you just plug <laughs> the aux cord in, and that's what I use to synchronize the music with the lights, and it's pretty pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah, I know a couple of people around here that do that. You tune your radio to the station, and you get that. Yeah. See, the thing is, you can actually, I think it's 100 feet is what the FCC says you can <laughs> broadcast within. But, yeah. like, you can't find a transmitter that, that that is that weak. So, like, mine goes, like, two miles. Really? But at the, yeah. I but should at hook the you up time, with the guys around here that do it. They get they only have broadcast for, like, 30 feet. Well, that's because, like, you live in Chicago. True. There is, I guess, a lot more radio stuff around here. Yeah. But, like... The good thing about mine is I, I use a vacant radio station, so it's not like I'm broadcasting oh, over top so of So you're like not somebody hurting else. somebody. Well, I mean, there's a gospel Christian station that's like an hour away that you can sometimes pick up, but like I don't think oh. people are really going to be listening yeah. that far away. <laughs> gospel so. Christian. You know? Sorry, Christians. I do, uh, do, do Christians even listen to that? I don't know. That's a good question. Christians, come come say hi and tell us if you listen to that. Yes. We should get a ham radio license and broadcast our podcast on it. That would be cool. I don't even know if that's what people do on ham radios. Don't they just, like, talk to each other? You can talk to people, but you can also broadcast stuff, I'm pretty sure. That would be cool. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, you could literally talk to Will if you guys both had, if he had a powerful receiver and you had a powerful antenna. Or I could, like, call him on Discord. Yeah, true. That's cool, though, that they could go that far. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not in the script, but I do have a fun fact, and we will post pictures about this fun fact on our Twitter too. Um, they actually use radio waves to see stuff out in space, because just like light radios made out of a photon, you can make a gigantic telescope. Because the the waves that these planets are outputting are are like massive. So basically, what the most common thing you'll see is like when a large body, like a star. Or, or a planet mainly, not really asteroids or anything, but when they have a varying magnetic field, it will actually produce radio waves, and they don't they don't really look like the ones that are artificially produced, because the ones we produce are nice and clean, but like, like uh, the radio wave that is produced by a planet will, will go from an insanely 
like gigantic radio wave and it'll vary on on large large levels so if you if you look up a picture of these things they're, they're like a hundred meters wide these telescopes that are looking for a really tiny spot in the sky so what they see is is the photons that those planets and stars are outputting and the different kinds of, of light that they put out and there's there's one really cool picture actually they pointed it at a galaxy that has a uh, I think it was eight light year long like tail and they pointed this thing at that tail and and the information they got was was about the heat and the different like explosions and things that 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 the uh, that the tail was made out of so they, they got a lot of stuff from that and it was a lot longer than they thought it was too so when they point this radio telescope up at the thing they get a like a crazy amount of information just from the the wavelength of light that they can collect from which is that's really cool yeah that is actually really neat i did not know that we'll post pictures it does look cool actually let me see if i can find one and send it to you do you have anything else yes oh you do okay let's hear it john cb radios and amateur radios. Oh, like we forgot radios. all about those. Okay. And the weird types of radios, yes. Okay, what is I can CB talk about radio? CB radios if you talk about ham radios, because I okay. know more about CB radios. Tell me about I don't even know what a CB radio is. Okay. A CB radio, or a citizen's band radio, of, I guess a lot of you guys probably know truckers to use them, um, but they're actually used in a lot of countries, not just the U.S. It's considered a land mobile radio system. And basically, it allows short-distance, person-to-person communication um, among pretty much any kind of use. So they're used sometimes on ships. They're used, I guess the most common use is probably on trucks. But they can go really, honestly, even though they're short-range, they can go really far. So there's an interesting story I have. There's this guy named Mud Duck. And basically, (laughs) well, that's his radio handle. Breaker 1-9. (laughs) <laughs> that is his like legitimate handle but his name is mud duck in the desert mud duck and mud duck in, in the like, desert yeah he lives in like nevada i think and nevada? basically you can hear him all the way in england oh my gosh wait i want to i want to get a truck just just to get the radio to hear this guy yeah do some research on mud duck because basically there is a big manhunt going on for him right now because oh, he they're is looking polluting. for him yeah, he's polluting all of the CB radio ch- channels at like way higher power than he's allowed to use. Bruh. And you can hear him. I mean, like, it gets to England. Like, what the? Yeah. What, but, what is yes. he even using to produce? Like, this got to be a know. giant machine. But, like, if you've ever talked to like a trucker, they will like talk about how much they hate him. Oof. Wait, I just unplugged my computer. Oh, my God. Second, you clown. There we go. My monitor came unplugged. Anyways, um, yeah, <laughs> truckers hate him because literally he like broadcasts random shit on there every single day. It's very <laughs> dumb. But yes, that is Mud Duck. Um, more on CBs. Um, Citizens Band is distinct from other personal radio services such as GPS, FRS, GMRS, um, UHF, and the band is actually. Uh, wait one second. Um, in many countries, CB operation does not require a license, such as in the U.S., and unlike amateur radio, it may be used for business or commercial um, communications. So I guess technically that means that we would not be allowed to host a podcast on a ham radio, but we can host yeah. it on a CB radio. 
Um, <laughs> like many other land mobile radio services, multiple radios in a local area share a single frequency channel. So, for example, truckers usually use like channel 19. And then I think channel 9 is actually monitored by like DOT slash roadside service oh. slash emergency services people. So like if you're like, breaker 1-9, I lost a tire, I need some help. Yeah. Um, and then as far as how the CB radio came to exist, um, basically it actually originated in the U.S. And um, it was originally regulated by the FCC as early as 1945. And Ooh, you originally wow. had to have a permit to talk on it. Um, and there were two classes of CB radios. You had class A and class B. The class B requirements were a lot simpler and a lot easier to get access to. And they were like pretty, pretty limited as to how far it could go. So think like, I think 75% less powerful than class A. Hmm. Um, ultra high frequency or UHF radios at the time were actually not practical or affordable for the average consumer. So that's where CBs came along. And today they are used a lot for truckers to communicate. Um, so like, for example, if a truck driver is trying to get over in front of you and he's holding up a bunch of traffic, you can get on your radio and you can be like, the Pete in front of me, come on over, you know, and he'll <laughs> come over and then he can be like, thanks, Kenworth. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have about CB radios. That's cool. I had no idea what those were until you told me about those. Yeah, I'm going to get one for the bus. Ooh, you could be like, this is John's bus 27. Yes, the bus's What's name your is Bertha. Status? Bertha. <laughs> it looks like a Bertha. It's a it big does, bus. It? What well, used to be blue, so her name is Big, big Bertha the Big Blue Brick. <laughs> I actually think that went decently well. Yeah. That was voice a big crack. voice crank. Oh, we need an outro. Oh, yes. Well, John, guitar. do you have anything else? Oh, guitar! Yes, guitar. <clears throat> we don't need any music added in post-production. What should I talk about? Just regular? Um, yes. How about now? Can you, like, hear me talking? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, beautiful. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Rob's Random Stuff. I will see you in the next episode, not next Thursday, but the Thursday after. I apologize for this episode being a day late. Me and John tried to record this one yesterday, but epically failed. Um, if you want to find more of us, you can find us at podcast.robsrandomstuff.com for a direct link to all of our episodes or your streaming service of choice. Or skip all that and go to wherever you listen to your podcast or music, actually. You can find us on Spotify, too. Or if you don't care about the podcast, you can go to robsrandomstuff.com and read some useless information about us. Oh, and we are on Google Podcasts now because I paid extra. You're welcome. That's all from Rob's Random Stuff. I hope you have a good night, and I'll see you in the next one. I cut out again, so I don't know if you're done or not. Yeah, I was done. It's more. I gotta I get know, like I a. I gotta get like a.